I personally believe that U.S. Americans are unable to do so because uh, some people out there in our nation don't have maps. Do everybody a favor. Just walk yourself off that stage, enjoy a nice meal, and get the hell out of this place. You would never abuse power as retribution against anybody. Except for day one. Except for Dr. Gay, the student calling for the mass murder of African Americans is not protected free speech at Harvard, correct? This is bullying. The chair of the committee putting out a motion to spell just introducing it and not calling it privilege was just shut the fuck up! Please! Live from downtown Detroit, it's the No Bullshit News Hour with my main man, Charlie LaDuff! And Karen Dumas! Na 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 No Bullshit! Just breaking this. Double bullshit. Double bullshit. This message of uplift is brought to you by business and personal wealth advisor Luke Nowacki, who reminds you that what does it profit a man to gain the whole world but never enter the kingdom of God? But while you're waiting, Nowacki wants you to remember that overreaction is not a sound financial strategy. So call Luke Nowacki at 248 663 4748 for sound financial advice. Hall Financial is putting more money in your pocket with our exclusive no-fee home loan. That's right, you pay no fees to Hall Financial. So in addition to our nearly 6,000 five-star reviews and our average nine-day turn time from application to close, you now pay no fees to Hall Financial. This is going to save you up to $2,500 in fees that you'd normally pay to the other guys. Start saving now, 866-CALL-HALL, or chat with us at callhallfirst.com. No BS News Hour brought to you by Legacy Partners Insurance. Do what we've all done here. Call them, 586-209-4106. They will shop for a better insurance rate for you. You will pay less and get more coverage for your home, your car, your motorcycle, your camper, your vacation cottage, all of it. They'll even help you with life insurance and Medicare. Call Legacy Insurance, 586-209-4106. Have them wrap their arms around you. Be covered. Be safe. People in America are comparing our times to this dystopian novel, 1984, written by George Orwell in 1948, where a totalitarian government uses technology and media manipulation to control people. In this book, the party scrutinizes all human interaction. People are monitored through telescreens by an all-seeing big brother. Think Twitter files here. The language is doublespeak, where words do not mean what they once did. And it's a pretty good comparison, I think. But I think this Orwell novella, Animal Farm, penned a few years before 1984, is a better comparison. In Animal Farm, the beasts of burden rebel against their master, Farmer Jones, and take control of his holdings. The newly liberated animals paint a list of seven commandments on the barn to govern themselves. A bill of rights, you might say. And among these seven commandments, four legs good, two legs bad. Others forbid an animal for taking on the habits of their oppressors. No clothes, no beds, no alcohol, and most importantly, all animals are equal. 
Through the course of this book, the animals labor and die to build a more equitable society than they had laboring under the yoke of Jones. That's what they thought, at least, until one evening the animals noticed the lights on in the old farmhouse. They crowded around a window and looked inside. And what did they see? The pigs, the one-time equals of the outdoor animals, were now wearing clothes. Some pigs stood on their hind legs smoking pipes. Others were seated at the dining room table eating meat and drinking wine with the farmers. The pigs' faces were now indistinguishable from their one-time masters, the farmers. The pigs had made themselves the elite, the ruling class who convinced the rest of the animals that they did the most important things on the farm, stuff like thinking, reading documents, <laughs> and sleeping till noon. The animals, the ones on the outside looking in, suddenly realized they'd been duped, that the commandments on the barn had been altered. All animals are equal, but some animals are more equal than others, it now read. And so it is in Michigan. The pigs have become liars and manipulators. The ruling class has left us to drink poisoned water, locked up to die in nursing homes. They bray about the dignity of the working folks, these feckless jackasses who never pulled the plowshare. They have no special skill set. There are no geniuses among them. They're fucking lawyers, for God's sakes. But the writing on the barn says something different now. Consider, last week, I came into possession of sensitive legal documents concerning the Flint water poisoning. Attorney General Dana Nessel had neither the brains nor the ability to bring the cabal of municipal poisoners to justice. Now Nessel buries both the faces and the facts. The documents are supposed to contain the names of the Flint suspects and their alleged crimes, but Nessel has hidden their identities from public view. The documents are blacked out, and no, no media followed up on that report, except... This high school kid in Davidson, Michigan. Good for him. That's Maybe there's some hope for the future. Toxic. Watch him corner her. Every aspect of your life will be impacted by whether or not you vote. That perfectly transitions into the um, Flint water crisis. Do we have any updates on the investigation? Not at this time, no. Really? All right, so it's been 10 years. Do you think justice is going to be... She can't even take a hardball from an 11th grader. I bet that former Governor Rick Snyder and his band of nasty nerds are sleeping real easy tonight. And it's the same with nursing homes. Thousands died in the dark in Michigan. We don't know how many because Governor Whitmer continues to cover it up. Remember, an independent audit that we pushed for proved it's thousands of people more. But even with her fake numbers, Michigan was among the worst in America. And it all remains in the dark. The state's pandemic response was a shameful exercise in political hackery rolled up in irony. Whitmer locked down our school children with the pretense of protecting our seniors, who in turn were locked away and died at alarming rates, unseen and undercounted. Now grandma's gone, Gabby can't read, and Gretchen casts her eye towards Washington. And she lied about the simplest things. Remember this from a few weeks back on this program with former New York Governor Andrew Cuomo? 
you said you always were in touch with these governors. You would chat with them and ask them questions. Did you happen to talk to other governors about the nursing home situation? And did you talk to Cuomo about it at any point? I never talked. I mean, I don't, I don't didn't have a relationship with um, him. True or false? Well, if she... A relationship is a question of perspective. If she says we didn't have a relationship, we didn't have a relationship. Did you ever talk? Well, I'm sure you have a press release that we both did. I'm sure that that didn't happen anonymously. Did you ever talk about nursing homes? I don't recall specifically what we talked about. Well, that that topic of that press release was the nursing homes. Karen, no media picked that up in Michigan. They picked it up in New York. That, that's unbelievable, Charlie, that, that nobody paid attention to it or said anything else about it. Like, why? I mean, why? But this is why our elected officials continue to do what they want to do because there's no oversight and no accountability, and they know it. No pressure to there's do nothing. people's bidding. That's why we're going to have Nasser Beydoun. He's running for U.S. Senate on the Democratic side. Let's see what he's got to say, right? This isn't even about party. or you, no. Whatever, man. Okay, but here's the, you're right because Nestle refuses to investigate the sordid debacle that is infected with special interest money. If you don't believe me, Nestle took ten thousand from the nursing home lobby last year, and Whitmer took over forty thousand dollars. And here's Nestle as the keynote speaker at the nursing home lobby's breakfast just last year. And I'm just tired of hearing. It regurgitated over and over and over again that terrible things happen at your facilities. It's not true. Listen to that smattering of bullshit applause. Even no, like, because they knew she was lying. What the fuck? Can we have an investigation? <laughs> wow. Now, meanwhile, no one in Detroit will pay the price for the thousands, probably. We never really got any testing, and I'm going to try to raise the money and do some random testing, thousands of demolition holes filled with poison dirt. That crime cost the city taxpayers at least $15 million without having a holistic sampling. But Mayor Mike Duggan and his dogs didn't have to pay it. We did. In fact, Boss Hogg will skate free since his pals in the Biden and Obama administrations let the statute of limitations lapse on most of the alleged crimes like bid rigging, price setting, collusion. There's no records of where the dirt came from, so they can't charge anybody. Real friendly. And yet, here's Biden's new commercial, right? about clean air in Detroit and how he's uh, helping here is going to run during the Lions game this weekend. Coming from where I come from, I've learned that what makes a better life is having economic freedom and economic options. My name is Darren. I'm the founder of Just Air, a green technology company. Everyone deserves a livable wage, access to clean air, access to clean water. Joe Biden and Kamala Harris are investing in our community. These policies are helping to support small businesses like mine, allowing us to really grow and create jobs. We have a president that actually just cares about the work and cares about doing stuff that helps everyday people. I'm Joe Biden, and I approve this message. Okay, well, I wonder if that guy, you know, mm -hmm. that Detroit guy who's being helped by Biden, who tests air, I wonder if the dude can test dirt because our kids are playing in the contaminated lots. Thanks, Mr. Mayor! <laughs> yeah. 
I got to go find those kids these years later. What, what happened with these guys? And then, okay, Flint poisoned holes. Let, let me tell you something, man. There's a guy, David Masseron. We got a picture of this guy. There he is. There's good old Dave. <laughs> now, Dave was the bond attorney. He was the lawyer for Flint, mm -hmm. for Genesee County, and for the Karagandi Water Authority, the new water system. He's the one that put the deal together. His name, I'm told, is buried under the black lines that Nessa won't let us see. Then where does he go after that? They get him out of Dodge, and he comes to Detroit, and he's the chief operating officer while the poison dirt is getting put in the holes. Then... Whitmer takes him, he's too hot for Detroit. Whitmer takes him for a year and he becomes the budget director, although the guy's not a CPA. And then they move him over to Wayne State University where he's the financial director, but he's not a CPA. And then... And now he's got a new job. <laughs> GM has hired him as the head of development in real estate. Interesting. But he's a fucking lawyer. Look at this. Look at this. Mm -hmm. revolving chairs man when you plugged in that's the swamp yep that's the plug charlie that's and, the plug and you read all these you know okay the announcement nobody wrote a word about his role in flint or nope. his role in detroit even though this stuff was international headlines for a hot minute nope they stopped doing that a long time ago charlie oh fuck they oh, like, where's the kid from davidson let me get some give him a job <laughs> got some balls yeah what about 10 years later man hey he'd be great Let's get him on the show. I know, I'm going to find a kid. Hey, kid, uh, I, I'm sorry I didn't write your name down. All due respect, we'll, we'll push it out there. Like, there is hope for the future, right? There's, there's a kid with a set of balls. <laughs> because we the people are out in the cold, blindly snapping at each other's snouts, chasing each other's tails. Meanwhile, on the other side of the plate glass window of some fancy restaurant somewhere, our supposed fellows, the political pigs, the lap dogs of the mainstream media and the financial fat cats are laughing it up over whiskey and pork chops. Ladies and gentlemen, it's the holiday season. I'm going to tell you the best gift is a Coney kit from AmericanConeyIsland.com. I'm, I'm telling you, like, food is the best gift and money is the best gift. It really is, right? Everybody... You just go to AmericanConeyIsland.com. They will send you a dozen dogs, proprietary, a tub of chili, proprietary, steamer buns from Joey Buns, buns. our football <laughs> analyst, right? A hat for the kids. I'll tell you a quick story. I was visiting an old friend, a homicide cop from Detroit. He retired. He's in Nevada. I sent him a kit. We landed at the airport. He picked us up. When we got to his house, the Coney kit, packed in dry ice, was sitting on his porch. We opened it up, we had it for dinner, and he started crying. Because mm -hmm. it reminded him of home, Did it tastes so good, and he says, all my career, it was the only place open after midnight. Mm -hmm. So a, a little piece of home for the holidays, start doing it now, because these things come in the hundreds now. So, you know, yeah. personally packed. I've sent a couple too, and people love them. They do. They're awesome. AmericanConeIsland.com. And um, we'll be right back with uh, Nasser Beydoun. Well, you know, when it rains, the power goes out. And when the power goes out, the internet goes out. When the internet goes out, I call my friend Matt and Bernie at XG Service Group. Look at Bernie here on his hands and knees, giving it everything he's got. Look at that man crack. So busy. 
He forgot to wear a belt. There's Matt right there getting the board together. That's 734-245-4100 if you need Matt and Bernie to come take care of your voice over internet, your security cameras, off-campus access control, Wi-Fi and cameras for homes and business. They'll design it for you. You got restaurants, they do drive-through systems, railroad cameras for public safety, total wireless camera systems for your home and business. Yeah, that's right. Call XG Services at 734-245-4100. Okay, now... This week's guest personality, mover and shaker, Nasser Bedoun, Dearborn businessman, Democratic candidate for United States Senator. How you doing, Nasser? Good to see you, brother. I'm doing great. How are you, Charlie? Real good. Now, before we get into your background and stuff, let's just get right, right to the news. You're a Democrat. You are running for Senate. You are pro-Palestine. And you got a call from somebody working for the Israeli lobby asking you to drop out of the Senate race and get into the congressional race and run against Rashida Tlaib? Yeah, I got a, actually it wasn't a call. I had a meeting with Lon Johnson and a third who, person who I won't name. Wait, wait, wait. Uh, Who's Lon Johnson? He's the former chairman of the Democratic Party. Wait, time out. Michigan Democratic okay, Party. Okay, time out. So the former head of the Michigan Democrats is on the phone with you. No, it's an in-person meeting. In-person. And he's manipulating the democratic process and he's trying to take another sitting congresswoman, he's trying to take her out? Correct. Okay, explain to us what happened. This is unbelievable. Juice. basically they... I mean, like juicy, like that. (laughs) Juicy. Well, he said that um, if I were to drop out of the uh, senatorial race and uh, run against Rashida, that there would be $20 million of campaign financing, 10, $10 million hard money, approximately $10 million soft money that would go to support my campaign against Rashida. I believe that. And who's going to pay this money? Of Who do you think is going to pay for it? I who don't... wants Rashida out? Uh, go ahead. Uh, it's and who said they're going to spend a hundred million dollars to get out the squad? And who approached Hill Harper with the same offer? It's obvious. It's the pro-Israel Zionist fucking up our democracy party. Mm. So APAC, American APAC Israeli and political co- and their cohorts, you know. Yeah, they're they're surrogates, so to speak. Correct. Well, that's uh, politics, Charlie. Yeah, but what a no, so. But- where I mean, you're. I, I guess you're a Democrat, aren't you? I mean, I remember back in the the aughts, like the two thousands, like the first decade, you were considering a Senate run as a Republican. Correct. So you're kind of a moderate guy i'm a middle of the road kind of guy i believe in common sense and i you know i believe in the small guy i'm a main street type person union worker um i'm not a wall street guy i'm not a a special interest big pharma um pro-israel lobby no i'm i'm a guy that wants to work for the people of michigan but i i how how what is the Democratic Party about? It's so splintered. They don't know. 
I'm not so sure that the Democratic Party knows its own brand and its brand parameters anymore. I don't. Nasser, you agree with that? I agree. I, I think both parties, uh, you know, are the same, uh, two sides of the same coin. N both parties are working for special interests, corporate interests, career politicians, uh, the military industrial complex. Which, when was the last time you saw either one of the parties do something for the average American? That's what I'm, I bet you about. So, I mean, why, why are you running as a Democrat? That would be enough to, to make me vomit. And I don't swallow vomit. I let it out. So why are you running as a Democrat? Why not an independent or Republican? Well, well, first of all, I'm not the establishment's favorite uh, candidate. Um, you know, they'll probably be working against me and they've already started to do so. So I'm there to, you know, I'm not seeking political office, uh, Charlie. I'm there to make a political difference. And I'm, I want to go in there. I want to be the bull in the china shop. I want to be the guy that goes in there and just disrupts everything because everything is broken. The system isn't working. Right. When you have this amount of money in politics, we have the most corrupt political system in the world. The only difference between us and the third world is we've codified it and called it campaign finance laws. Yeah, I was you could buy a. Go ahead, man. Sorry. I say you could buy a congressman, you could buy a senator, you could buy anybody you want. I was parking my cars, my good friend Mohammed, he's from Yemen, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, he goes, what's new? And I, I tell him, you know, what we got on the program, uh, special interest being sold out. And he, and he shakes his head and he goes, what's wrong in America? I'm like, same shit in your country. And then he starts <laughs> laughing. Like, we held this place up to be mm -hmm. like the shining light, like it... You know what I mean? It's yeah. not a fiefdom. It's not run by uh, the Uniparty. And it is. Or, I was going to say, or is it? Yeah, you're right. And it's just gotten to the point where, you know, we all know we're dying on the vine and we, we need something to change. So how would you change it? Why do you want to be senator? I don't want to be a politician, but the problem, you know, like Plato said, you know, the price that good men pay for indifference in public affairs is to be ruled by evil men. And Washington right now is about as evil as it can be. So if we don't step up, and you know, I, I'm an immigrant. My father came here in 1969 when I was four years old. You know, I have a I have a vision of America. You know, a country that I love, that gave my dad, gave me an opportunity, gave me an education, gave my brothers and sisters an education, um, gave us all you know a good living. We love this country. We, we love the American dream. But I think the American dream is dying on the vine. Yeah, and I and don't want to see... Need... I'm sorry, man. You're making a speech. Go on. No, I'm not making a speech. Go I'm, ahead. I'm sorry. Whatever. You're, you, know, you know what I'm saying. I interrupted a very beautiful thought. American dream. It's slipping away. It's, a nightmare. it's dying. It's dying. It's dying. I mean, we have... You look at the amount of money we waste on war. Um, you look at the food that they poison us with. You look at the uh, drugs that they give us and they poison. You look at our healthcare system. You look at our education system. Flint water, the nursing home water. deaths. Exactly. Right? Every, everything. Okay, look, let's, because let's talk about war and international affairs, but let me just back up and tell people a little bit about you. I know a little bit. I've known you a while now. Your great-grandfather came here from Lebanon. 
right? Correct. Working for Henry Ford, I'm assuming, right? He worked for Henry Ford in uh, Highland Park, and he's actually buried on uh, 12 Mile in Woodward. Your great-grandfather, meaning your family's been here longer than most, right? It's, yeah, that, it's, that, that part of the family, yes. Yeah, and then your grandpa stayed in Lebanon, and then your father came with you, and your father was a Ford man. Correct. Look at that. I mean, that's, that's Detroit straight that up. That is. Long time, right? Just like I my great-grandfather came from Louisiana to work for Henry Ford. Right. You know what I mean? So we're here for the same I reasons. I am the product of the UAW. I won't hold that against you. <laughs> Come on. They did, a, they did a great job, Charlie. Come on. You got to admit, Sean Fain is, did a, an amazing job with this contract. He for did. The, for the employee. And the thing is, it, you know what it took to get a guy like that? You know, the disruptor? You know what it took? It yeah. took all of his predecessors going to fucking prison for ripping off the working person and not representing them properly. Part of, part of the problem. But is that where we are with our senatorial representation, our congressional representation? Maybe they're not in jail, but are people at that point where it's, we they need a be. disruptor and is Nasser that disruptor? Well, are you? I am. Okay. We'll I truly this. am because, because I, you know, I'm not selling myself. I'm not pimping myself. Um, I'm the, I don't give a shit candidate because I'm going to tell you exactly what's on my mind. I'm going to tell you exactly what's wrong. And I'm not going to be the politician that lets you want, tells you what he thinks you want to hear. Okay, but you got to re represent all of us. That's what the job is. It's not for you to go do you. It's for you to go do us, right? So let's get Correct. with this one. Here's one, nobody. Israel, Palestine, where you at on that? 100% pro-Palestine. Pro well, what does that mean? I mean, give me, look. It, 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 mean, it, mean, it, means, it means this, Charlie. It means when you have a genocide going on and 18,000 people being brutally murdered, women, children, men, and nobody in Congress and not our president calling for a ceasefire, trying to end this solution. For the last 50 years, the Palestinians have suffered the occupation, uh, Israel's occu brutal occupation. We need to resolve that issue. And if America was truly an honest broker, they would have resolved it a long time ago. But we can't do it because we don't have control of our foreign policy when it comes to the Middle East. So it's controlled by the pro-Israel lobby. Let's back up a second then. All right. So you said 50 years, right? The the 48 was when uh the Israeli Defense Forces forced three quarters of a million Palestinians off their land. But this was a this was a settlement voted in the UN for a two separate states, right? Do you right. agree that there should be two separate states and that Israel has a right to exist? I believe that Israel has a right to exist, but I also believe that the Palestinians have a right to exist. Okay, we cannot go back. We know, we know that, but what you said is a big deal. The, the map from 1948, so when you're saying occupation, this is good for all the college kids running around protesting but don't really quite get it. There was a map, right? These are the right. two states. 
couple of events happened, a couple of wars, and every time the wars came, the Israelis took more of the land, settled more of the land, correct? And that's correct. the United Nations has ruled that it is occupied territory, that the West Bank is occupied, that Gaza is occupied, correct? East Jerusalem is occupied. That in the map was a Berlin zone, right? It was. Like Jerusalem sat in the middle of Palestinian territory and there was supposed to be a special road to get in and out of it. That's been carved out now. So just to repeat, because you know what, what media does, Nasser Beydoun, mm -hmm. Democratic uh, candidate for U.S. Senate, believes Israel has a right to exist, believes in the two-state solution, but is telling you the occupation's been going on for a half of century and instead of killing 18,000 people, we needed a for real negotiated settlement. Is that correct, Nasser? That is correct. Well, then how the hell are we supposed to do with Hamas when they wake up one day and murder 1,400 people? Who's well, going to speak for the Palestinians? They didn't wake up one day and decide to murder 1,400 people. They have been oppressed. You know, well, I, Gaza, I, Israel, I Israel gives you this... Israel gives you this story, says, well, we pulled out of Gaza in 2005. No, you didn't pull out. You, what you did was you pulled your troops out, but you turned it into an internment camp for 2.2 million Palestinians. And then you created a pressure cooker where you gave people no hope. Okay, and listen, anybody man. anybody that occupied I, I has agree. a right to resist. I agree with that. I, I really do. Okay? I mean, it's, it's, it's facts. It's factual. But... They did wake up one morning, walk in, and murder fourteen hundred people. That's a. It, is this the group that the Israelis or the Americans, for that matter, are supposed to negotiate with? Because I lived through nine eleven, man, and there ain't gonna be no negotiation there. Know what I mean? So that's my question. Why do we negotiate with the Viet Cong? Why are we negotiating with uh, the Taliban? You negotiate with your enemy. You don't negotiate with your friends, and you don't get to choose who you negotiate with. The people have the people that's being occupied and that's resisting your occupation have the right to resist. And also, if you want a peace with those people, you have to negotiate with the people who are fighting you. And you know, Israel claims. You know, there's a lot of. I don't believe anything that Benjamin Netanyahu says. He is the biggest piece of shit liar there is ever existed of any leader around the world. This is the same guy that dragged us into a war with Iraq. He's the one that was been trying to get us into a war with Iran. He's the one that came up with the 40 babies that were decapitated, which turned out to be bullshit. And our sleepy Joe president decided he's going to say 40 babies were decapitated when there's no proof to that. To this day, the Israelis have not given us an accurate count of how many people were killed, how many of those people were military, and how many were civilians, and how many of the civilians were killed by the Israeli army themselves. Give me those numbers, and then I'll sit there and tell you, okay, you're right, and I agree with you. What's but your until you then, throw then, out what is your solution? Like, Nasser Beydoun represents the great state of Michigan as it's sort of cheap chief diplomat you're the senator how do we get out of this okay i get what ceasefire means but then the hard work because it's been decades of 
failed accords and failed meetings and you know what I mean? It it never ends. So what is Nasser Baydoun's quick roadmap? I know that sounds grotesque. Quick. Give me a quick solution. A quick solution is very easy. Israel's okay. got to withdraw from the West Bank and Gaza. The all Palestinians have a right. All of it. You mean the settlements the and everything? The settlements got to go. Wow. They can't be there. They should have never been there in the beginning. Well, I Israel might, I might agree with it, and that is international law, and there were some agreements to do such things. Like Omer was you know, moving towards that. We never seem to get there. And are or you really— Go ahead. I'll make it easier. I'll make it easier. You take your settlers out of the West Bank, and we bring in people who were kicked out of Israel in 48, the refugees, and settle them in the settlements. Okay. And this way you have a Palestinian state made up of Palestinians, and you have an Israeli state that's you know predominantly Jewish, which they want. They can't have their cake and eat it too. I got okay. I, I, I hear you. I hear you. Look, I mean that's bold and it's clear. Get off the land that was designated for Palestinians, and you got a deal. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that's hard work, it. but that is something clear. It is. It's clear. It's not bloodlust. But I'll tell you this: that's the clearest response regardless of how you see it. Everybody else is attempting to dance around mm -hmm. and answer because they want to appease everybody, and that's not possible. I think, you know, you have to applaud not just Nasser, but anybody that would say what they think and what they feel, regardless of how popular that statement is or may be. And it's a, it's a place of departure, isn't it? Yes. Here, here's what's wanted. Get off, and you can have what was voted on in 48. That's what he's saying. Now, you brought up Iraq, and you are running for an open seat, and your main um, um, opponent would be Congresswoman Alyssa Slotkin, who yeah. worked for the CIA, was in Iraq. We have Abu Ghraib. We have the surge, the not surge. We have uh, the growth of ISIS. She's Claims to be fluent in Arabic. I'm not quite sure about that. But what's your feeling on that? I mean, you learned Arabic and it was used to kill a lot of Arabs. You know what yeah. I'm saying? First of all, you know, Charlie, my history. I've been opposed to Iraq war from day one. I knew it was bullshit. And Me I too. didn't have a high, high security clearance. And I never bought the weapons of mass destruction. And Saddam Hussein had any, anything to do with 9-11. Can I so pause you right there? Can I pause you right there? Sure. As a reporter for the New York Times, I was embedded with the United States Marines looking for the weapons of mass destruction. There wasn't shit. Yeah. Please continue. Yeah. I, I agree. And, you know, my, my, talk, you know, my take on Alyssa Slotkins is her claim to fame is she did four tours in Iraq. Three. As working for this, or three tours in Iraq working for the CIA. Well, what did she do for the CIA? Like you said, there was Abu Ghraib. So, you know, they were interrogating people. There was black sites. There was, you know, waterboarding. Uh, so, you know, if you took APAC and the CIA and they had a baby, it would be Alyssa Slotkin. Ooh. Well, there, there's, a, there's a stark choice to be made and, here. <laughs> Say that again know, because have, I want to write that down. What? If, if the CIA and APAC had a baby, it would be Alyssa Slotkin. And if you have no respect for human rights and human dignity 
and you're fighting a, a war, war based on false pretenses and uh, attacking a country that did nothing to us, then I don't think you have a right to be representing our country. And you will not protect our civil rights if, you're not, if you have no uh, respect for human rights. Um, what's your zip code? 48124. You live at 48124. You can say yeah. that without doubt. 48124. He didn't, he didn't pause. He didn't pause. So you haven't been moving around like Slotkin. I'm over here. No. I'm over there. I'm, I'm living in a lobbyist uh, condo. I'm moving back to the family. Okay. Just, there yeah, you go. No, Very no, clear. I, I'm, I, I, you know, that's that's my thing. I've been, I'm a Michigander through and through. I've been here since 1969. I went to school in California. I went to Qatar for a little bit. But this is home. This has always been home. I've been on every street. I used to canvas for wall side windows. I know Michigan better than any canvas one of these for wall candidates. side windows. <laughs> yeah, I used to do a tin man. I, I was telling Charlie this, Charlie, and I do want to. I, I do want to say this because Nasser is one accessible, and he has been for years. I mean, at any invitation around the table, he accepts if, when he can make a contribution. Uh, I remember being in the mayor's office. We called Nasser. Nasser was there. But I also have to acknowledge and applaud the fact that when there were issues between the black community and the Arab community, Nasser is somebody that I've been able to call to help mediate and just, just you know, um, diffuse those issues. I mean, and not just pitting somebody against, it's like, let's figure out what the issue is and let's resolve it. Let's have a conversation about it. And I always appreciated that. I, I, I really do. And I, and I know that's not something that a lot of people know, um, but that's a big deal because that's, that's an unspoken, you know, you talk about international issues, but that's an issue right here in Metro Detroit that a lot of people won't deal with. And NASA has always been willing to tackle it and help address it head on. That's a, that's a big deal for so, me. So you two, it's like somebody gets shot at the gas station, Aramon yep. gas station, black community, something's going to burn. Mm -hmm. or, you know, who we're talking to here right. is the two adults in the community that you can call to get people together and and calm things down that's yeah. i mean because you know when we got all these white people running around like you know uh, <laughs> ann arbor and wearing the kafias and uh, downtown you, you know downtown <laughs> and they're out in berkeley and harvard like you know when right. they get bored with this one like they got bored with mm -hmm. the american indian and they got bored with the <clears throat> black lives matter the real life is left right. and it's up to you two to deal with and, that, and that's that's who he is. Right. And and that is who he is. And and that's what I'm saying. That's not part of a campaign platform. That's not part of something that may come out of an interview. But that's something that I have known, seen, witnessed, and appreciated firsthand for at least, oh, man, I'm going to age myself over 20 years. <laughs> so, you know, I mean, there are a couple other people in the community that have also been around the table, but it always speaks volumes to me that Nasser shows up. He shows up on time. He participates. And helps to helps to solve the problem. I and I'd love to be able to see that across the board. Mark's yawning. I don't know why. What? What's going on? Am, am I boring? No, you, I'm Mark? you, you, you gave. I think it's you gave Nasser all kinds of like. Um, but, nice, you, but I'm gonna. But Charlie, you, nice citizenship, Marks, and but, Mark's over there worried about his kid going. Damn, if my kid could just be like Nasser. Okay, well, I mean, but this is a thing though, and I think you know this about me, and other people know this. If I didn't think that, if I didn't feel it, I would not say it. Well, nobody. Nobody said, well, why are you going there? Because Mark is yawning. I'm yawning because I'm a He's narcoleptic. He's a narcoleptic. 
Did you know he's an archaleptic? I know that too. Yeah. <laughs> Wake up, Mark. Well, Nasser, why don't <laughs> I am. why don't you be campaigning like that? You like, you know, this Detroit is is mm-hmm. capital city, Michigan, for real. You know what I mean? Like everything around here is with all due respect to everybody living everywhere else, but you're well known. When when are we gonna see that? You know, Nasser on the you're block. You're gonna see that. You're gonna see that. Right now, unfortunately, we have to raise money for the campaign because Hey man, I know a guy that's got twenty million dollars, bro. <laughs> Yeah. Um, but, you know, I've I've always been a big believer in Detroit and Karen knows this. I invested in Detroit way before it was cool mm-hmm. to invest in Detroit. And I helped redevelop the six mile Wyoming area. Um, I built the first gas station that was a suburban looking gas station in the city of Detroit. Uh, I've always been one for building economic partnerships and building communities and bringing communities together. Um so when I start hit the trail and street credits in the streets of Detroit, no other candidate has that. Hill Harper doesn't have it. Alyssa Slocken doesn't have it. But I can go talk to Tafari Brandt. Yeah. I can talk to Najevu. I can talk to anybody in the city of Detroit. And, and, you know, and I've respected them. I've worked with them. They're my brothers. And I will continue, you know, regardless and my whole thing is we need to, you know, Detroit is a great city. This is should be a model for coexistence because we do it better. We do have our issues once in a while, but we're able to put them out. And I've always tried to make Detroit a better place. That's why I worked with the mayor on the Greenlight product, Project, and I started that with him. I worked with Kwame when he became mayor on the Brownfield Redevelopment and the... Um, and the Detroit Economic Growth Corps. All right, well, here, man, that's great. Here, what what about DTE, man? They just jacked up the prices again. <laughs> that was your governor. <laughs> you're, you're the senator. Like, California's power is not reliable, and it's it's too expensive. Texas is not reliable. It's not reliable in Michigan. As senator, would you put a consortium of other put-upon states with these power companies and get something done? Well, I would have... I would have taken the five trillion dollars we've wasted in Iraq and Afghanistan, and maybe rebuilt our uh, national power grid. Well, that's gone. So now there is no national power grid. This, okay, this then I, w- I, I wouldn't send the hundred billion dollars to Israel and Ukraine, and I'd use it to rebuild our power grid. Do you promise to do something about the power? Make it tangible, right? I, Palestine's I would, one thing. <laughs> Man, it, well, it fucking know. rains. My power goes out. Yes or no, sir? Of yes? course. Okay. Of course. Um, Michigan economy is contracting. It's one of the, it, it's shrinking. It's one of the Montana, West Virginia, and Michigan. <clears throat> what? Another three months. We're in a recession here in Michigan. Um, you as senator, what would you do to bring business and people back to Michigan? Make Michigan inviting for immigrants as try and get as many immigrants coming to the United States to come settle in Michigan because immigrants bring their own economic prosperity. They bring their culture, they bring their diversity. And they only, the only thing they do is they improve the neighborhoods that they move to. Where are you at on the border? Okay. We got it. Where are you at on the Southern border out of control or you, you like it? It's just right. No, my, my thing on the border is this. I think that if we're going to have a policy 
you know, we, we allowed 150,000 Ukrainian refugees into this country within the last year. Yet we have hundreds of thousands because they're brown people from Costa Rica and Nicaragua and Mexico sitting on the southern border, not allowing them in. Let me correct we you. To- we, we have we've allowed millions of brown skinned people to come in in the last few years. Millions. So that's not exactly true. But not the, those seeking refugee status, I'm not talking about the illegals. No, no, this is like this. Everybody's claiming refugees that and they're not even refugees. You know, I mean, I, I know the border very well. These are yeah. these are friends of mine. You know, I go, I go, I talk, you know, come on, man. Fuck it. I'm getting I'm getting the, I'm getting the funk out of I'm a, I'm a Venezuelan. I've been living in Colombia. I'm going. Fuck it. I'm yeah. going, man. Right. I do it. You would do it. I think we have to fix we have to fix our immigration problem. I, I don't see a problem with people coming to the United States. Me either, brother. I think the more order. the merrier. Order, right? An order, order to the process. Okay, we'll move on exactly. there. Abortion. Where are you at with abortion? You're a conservative guy. You're a Muslim. Um, where are you at with abortion? Well, it's, it's a woman's right to decide. I have nothing to do with a, how a woman decides how she wants to live her life or she wants to keep her baby. Look at this. Okay, now, I, I, it's all about me here. Watch this. The Democrats stole. Like, you know what? They, they, they want to pick on me. Like, I don't know. I'm just a middle of the road guy. Never moved. You know, I'm from Joy Road and Wayne Road. That's I never moved. I, you know what I mean? Like I'm from working people too. I got sisters. So this is me last year with Tudor Dixon, the Republican nominee for governor. And I asked her about abortion in a 12 year old. And then we're going to follow it with the Democratic governor of Kentucky, Bashir is his name. His campaign manager ran Biden for Michigan in 2020. So you know where he got the idea for his commercial. Watch this, NASA. Watch that. The first one's me. The second one was Kentucky this year. You said no exceptions. But the question would be like a 14-year-old who, let's say, is a victim of abuse by an uncle. Yeah. You're, you're Perfect saying, example. You're carry that? I was raped by my stepfather after years of sexual abuse. I was 12. Anyone who believes there should be no exceptions for rape and incest could never understand what it's like to stand in my shoes. This is to you, Daniel Cameron. To tell a 12-year-old girl she must have the baby of her stepfather who raped her is unthinkable. I'm speaking out because women and girls need to have options. Daniel Cameron would give us none. See how I wrote the, uh, uh, God bless her, by the way, that's brave. And that's the truth. And when I asked Tudor Dixon that, I was thinking of my relatives. Mm -hmm. That's her. Like I'm related Mm -hmm. to her. You know what I mean? I think we all are. So that's really, uh, I'm glad, you know, you're not bullshitting and it's either. Again, a cut and dry answer. Yes. (laughs) Yes. That's it. Yes. So now you can see like how the Republicans are stuck because for years it was really convenient pandering to a group of people that really weren't there, mm-hmm. right? Um, I'm pro-life. I'm very conservative on money issues. Okay. Well, when conservative people are asked to decide, overwhelmingly they're like, leave the women alone. It's not even a question. Yeah. Those, just- those, same pe- those same people that you know, are so staunchly anti-abortion you know, they don't mind kids being killed 
day and night, 7,000, 8,000. They're, they're out there, all the evangelicals going, yay, yay, Israel, go ahead, keep bombing. Kill them all. Well, there's a point there. All right, and, and finally, sir, because I, I know you got to hit the campaign trail, your preference, <laughs> um, a GTO or a duck do? Well, I had a 1970 Pontiac Le Mans, so I'm going to go GTO. Okay. What about a duck do? What's your feeling about a duck do? I don't know what the hell a duck do is. You mean what's a duck do? Yeah. Quack. I knew you were going to say that, Charlie. It's hard-hitting journalism. <laughs> hey, but I'll tell you this. Nasser has a cool picture that I wish he used more in his campaign of him on his motorcycle with his leather jacket. I like that look, Nasser. <laughs> Seriously. Thank you. Oh, what kind of bike you got? I got two. I got uh, I got two Road Kings, Harley Road Kings. If you ever want to go riding, let me know, Charlie. I do, man. My... Uh... Uh, my my clutch is is stuck in first. You know a mechanic? Do you? Do you I, got, I, I I fix them myself. I'll bring it over. You can't fix. Mm, bring this, it over. You don't got the tools. I can bring, bring it, it over and do a little video and see if the senator. You may be able to do that because Charlie. our other senator Gary Peters likes to drive around too. But did you wear a helmet? Hell no. Yeah, hell no, man. He's driving around with a big spaceballs helmet. America. Not I cool mean, he, looking. And he, wears, and he wears all the leather and you know all that protective shit. That's not riding a that's not riding a motorcycle. <laughs> you might have my vote, motherfucker. Like if you run for Congress, I might vote for you. Why? Oh yeah, that's right. Never mind. <laughs> wait, wait a minute. Senate is Congress. In, uh, no. Okay. All right, man. Um, good luck. Uh, if if you want to hang through this commercial break, super fan Joey Buns is going to break down the tape with Buns. He's going to break down the Lions game and give us a prediction for next week. So uh, we'll be right back. ADR Consultants experienced overseeing more than a quarter billion dollar in public and construction projects since the turn of the century. They're competent. If you want to reduce your costs and increase your bottom line, you want to cut the red tape, you're going to need somebody that knows how to navigate it. That would be ADR, Consultants in Procurement and Government Compliance and Information Technology. ADR, smart, get the job done right, on time, on budget, 248-318-9424. Called Barry Ellentuck for a free consultation. Okay, now he's become wildly popular. Joey Coppola, <laughs> aka Joey Buns, the bread man, the Lions super fan, and former high school conference champion. Like Uncle Rico. Like Uncle Rico. He's like Uncle. Right. You know, he can still throw the ball over the mountain. Okay. So without further ado, this is Joey Buns. With buns, giving us the the uh, takeaway from the um, Saints game and a little prediction for this weekend's uh, Bears game. Joey Buns, he's Joey Buns. He calls the pass, he calls the run. Joey Buns, freshly baked just for your wiener or a patty in between. Or Joey Buns, Joey Buns. All right, uh, Joe, you're going to break down what you thought was the turning point last week in the Lions' victory over the New Orleans Saints. Now, 
This is coming, what, at the end of the third quarter? At the end of the third quarter. All right, break it down for us, Joey Buns. Okay, we had the reverse. You're going to take the ball, the quarterback. Snap it to Goff, yeah? Snap it to Goff. He fakes it to the running back. Who he picks up the, the picks guard. Picks up the guard. Okay. He waits for Williams to come around. Wasn't Williams out here? <laughs> Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, I think, yeah. I think he I'm was right. the outside guy. <laughs> right, he's the he hot buns. He came around. Well, Goth flipped him the ball. The ball. As he came. Wait, wait. It, it was a. It was a. Um. It was a. It was a double reverse. Yeah, we do that. One. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so <laughs> he hands it to Reynolds. No, no. Th this here is Laporta. This was Reynolds. Jerseys. <laughs> so Goff gives it to Reynolds. Reynolds. Yeah. He flips it. To Williams, who comes this way. And Laporta's out here blocking. Laporta's blocking downfield. Jared Goff comes in and makes a block here that opens the lane, and he accelerates with nitrous oxide in his blood. This kid's got speed that I never thought I'd see right to the end zone. Now, you, you don't really like... Williams' hands. His hands haven't been good this year. I was down on him all season. But the way the guy runs, if you can get him the ball, his speed is like nothing else in the NFL. So they, I don't know if there's another guy in the NFL faster than him. So they, they, they found a way to get the ball in his hands. Get the ball so in his hands. So he could be our Tyreek Hill, but he didn't have any hands yet. 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 He had hands in college. This is what I don't understand, why he can't hold on to the ball in the NFL. I guess we have to give him a chance to mature. Last year he was a rookie, but he only played in two games. So actually, this is his rookie season. So say Joey Bunts. Okay, Joey, look, real quick, let's, let's break down uh, your key to the Bears-Lions. This is who? The Chicago Bears. Wait a minute. In the last segment, this was the Detroit Lions. You're, you're confusing me. Well, we're flipping the script. Okay. <laughs> you're, the, you're the bread man. Okay. All right. So, okay. Justin Fields, what's the key to the game here? The key to the game is to keep him contained. If I was a defensive coordinator, what I would do in every play is bring everybody to the line and line them up like this till he gets himself set back here and then drop, move and set up. Do not let him see what the defense is going to run. Yeah, but what if this guy just takes off? That's why you drop him back. As soon as he's ready to snap that ball, everybody drops back into their locations and covers the outside, inside, and three <coughs> guys rush, maybe all five rush. But you got to keep Chicago guessing on what defense you're running. If they come out with a plain old defense, you're going to see this guy run right up the field lines. So you're saying confuse the dude? Confuse him. Because he's young. He's young. He's still learning. And to me, that would be the best way to do it. Hey, Cal, that's genius. <laughs> he's like, okay. <laughs> Joey Buns. Key to the game. What's prediction? The prediction is... Let me guess. 30 to 12. Oh. <laughs> Wait a minute. You said last week it was 26 to 12. Everything's so now you win 30. 30 to 12. We'll get 30 points and we'll hold them to 12 points this week. That, that was 
He did that last week. You know, <laughs> last week it was 26-17, I said. 26. I'm going 30 to 12. What's the spread? What's Vegas say? I don't know what the spread is. I didn't see it. You don't gamble? Yeah, I'm not a gambler. You don't got the bread? No, no. <laughs> I keep my bread in my pocket. And That's it's the true. way to do it. <laughs> Joey Bonds. He's Joey Bonds. He calls the pass. He calls the run. Joey Bonds. Freshly baked just for your wiener or a patty in between or Joey Bonds. Joey you, you know, I'm not a football fan, but I know that this is the first time that the Lions have found themselves in in a, in a winning season since, what, 62, 68, 60-something? 60 so I really like Joey's perspective because otherwise I'd be like, why are we still talking about football? But I enjoy that. And and I think that everybody is excited uh, and, and, and wants to celebrate. I do like his perspective. Yeah, I, 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 I like do. his schematics with the, <laughs> with the hot dog with the buns. buns. Were, there, were those hamburger buns, buns too? On yeah. the defense. Yeah, he defense does, is oh. hamburger buns. Yeah, he does it all. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. It's, it's X's and O's, but it's, it's pure joy, man. He's loving does this. Does he have shit. Kaiser rolls and no. bagels? I, I, and... That's what I said. Like, could you have brought some fucking, you know, uh, onion rolls, bro? But no, he's got them all. So wait a minute. Nobody's going to ever talk about the Pistons? Oh, oh fuck no! Okay, here. all right, that's they're fine. Garbage. <laughs> no, you have no idea what's going on with them, do you? I know that they've not. They're they're on a losing streak. They're, no, they're like they might set the all time record for the right. eighteen. They didn't win in November. Wow, they're an embarrassment. Yeah. Well, isn't and Gores this what isn't has this, to sell the squad? Isn't this what everybody was saying about yes. the Lions? Sometimes you know, they, when are they going to win? And everybody stuck with them. And well, it took it took the old man dying. Uh, yeah. You get some real football people in here. You right. know what I mean? So, and when are they going to get the William Clay Ford off the uniform? Enough never, already. Never. No, they won't. You know what I mean? That. Not until that team gets sold. Oh, geez. Okay. They won't do that. Anyway, so. so but I do enjoy Joey Bonds. So. And you, you got Nasser's number, right? I think yes. he, I think he split. But yes, I do. To tell him, like, if he needs to raise some money, put the house up, you know, get the mortgage. Joey Bonds calling it 30 to 12. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's sure money right there. Yeah, but but Nasser's a good guy, though. I mean, and I always say that good people make good professionals. You we cannot, do not. You, you, we do not. What do you call it? Um endorse anybody i'm not endorsing anybody okay. i'm just saying that he is a good person we'll fix that in post okay <laughs> <laughs> see ya see you next weekend see oh, you listen you can get our columns uh karen's comes out on nobsnewshour.com on tuesdays mine's on wednesdays tuesdays. you can yeah see you see you next tuesday <laughs> and um all right man be good to one another